podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, with your hosts, TJ Bowser and Jared Bachman-Stubbs. Welcome back to the Dubac Discussion Podcast. I am your host, Jared, the Dark Jedi, and I am joined by Darth Id himself, Michael Doling. <laughs> what were you chuckling at before I even said your name? <laughs> I was like I was closing my eyes and just, I don't know, I just letting your good things come. Such a mad lad. Uh, we have another lucky episode where you're joined not just by... Uh, Connor Chiquiti, but also by Spencer the Mando himself. Hey. Hey. So, <laughs> sounds so thrilled to be here, buddy. No, I'm just trying <laughs> to keep it cool, you know? Don't be a yutz, play it cool. In this yeah. hot weather. <laughs> Killer out there today. Be, be like Fonzie, you know? Uh, <laughs> tell that bitch would be cool. Connor, how was your week, buddy? Uh, not too bad. Just working. Um, I, f- I saw Toy Story 4. As did I. Uh, I was an emotional mess throughout most of it. <laughs> As was I. It was amazing. As was he. And I might go yeah. see it again. I'm gonna try to. So. I'm gonna get. How's it gonna get? How's it worse than three? I mean, I haven't seen four, but it's three was like it's emotion. It's it's a very emotional film, but it's very different. Oh yeah, it's, it's totally different like from the, three. We're gonna make you maybe watch some of your childhood idols be thrown into hellfire. <laughs> it's just a very they're going through changes kind of story. Oh, and de- oh, definitely. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, like you know, it's a lot for me. It was a lot better than no, better no, than three. No, Je- okay, <laughs> Connor. In case, since you couldn't see what the hell Michael just did, um, as I say, going through changes. Michael knowingly nods and goes, "Ah, yes," and then pantomimes the growing of breasts. That's what just Great. happened on our end. Awesome, uh, because this yeah. man is a fucking infant. He's got no boundaries. <laughs> nah, no. I, I, get, I never get to act this crazy anyone else, anywhere else. That's why I'm not an attention whore. I'm really not. I mean, I just don't get to be crazy anywhere well, else. We, we know you're not. Anywhere well, else. Some, sometimes you don't need to imply the the, the toy has boobies now. Um, oh, yeah, because Jesse, God I guess, almost it. did, but... That was the reason why. And Bonnie oh, okay. is still in a young lady. Oh, okay. oh, 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 all right, all right. She is right. not yet of age. Jesus Christ. All right, wow. well, okay. see, this is what happens. We miss a week, we miss a week, and then everything goes off the goddamn rails. Yeah. Um, but other than oh, that, Mike, uh, um, I, for, I forgot to tell you, I found out that the other father in Coraline was actually a creation. All right. Of Thank the you. other mother. Thank you. For, okay, so he was like, so much he, didn't, he didn't have like the spark. Yeah. Like was like, okay, you know, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. You know, like how, um, <laughs> I can see face you know, uh, who is the God? You remember how Eule created the dwarves? Was he kind of like that? 
Possibly, I don't know. I've only yeah. ever okay. watched the films. I've never read the okay. books. They're talking about Coraline, by the way. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, she was a creation because yeah, no, I wasn't probably. sure if they were like kindred spirits. Like she existed in the void, and then like maybe she he she emanated him from her. I wasn't sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know, oh, like, yeah, no, that's Aeole. probably what. <laughs> happened. I mean, that's not how it, that's not how it worked. But you know, like how Aole he created the dwarves. Iru's like you fucking asshole. Only yeah. I get to create life. Right. It's like no, I'm not gonna kill him. I'm not gonna kill him. I'm gonna get. They're gonna be my children. But but they're my adopted know, get, children. Get your hands out of my gotcha. eye. Yes. But anyway, yeah, Jared, Spencer gets, gets it. I'm somewhat familiar with the deep lore. Yeah. But anyway. Oh man, that's hilarious. Um. But um. Anyway, Jared. Um. Yeah, I, I will say that four was a lot different. I was pleasantly surprised with it, especially Forky. I love Forky. I will protect that man. I will protect that. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I'd go to war for Forky. My thing, I just there is such. A, I know who Forky is. I haven't seen it, but uh, oh, anyone who heard Forky, it's, it's definitely worth you the will watch. die. I love the. I just love the constant existential terror that Forky is in. Oh my god, I love like, it. It is a very like Toy Story Four is. I can honestly say it's probably the most mature Pixar movie. Okay. Like it has a lot going oh, yeah. on. And to link it back to the show that we actually host, there is a scene in which a old Ben Kenobi and Ponda Baba Kenner style action the figure old, make a can man. like the OG Kenner. Yeah, did you wow. catch that, Connor? Wait, say that again. That there is a cameo of the old Kenner, um, uh, Ben Kenobi and Ponda Baba action figures in the one scene. Really? In the, yeah, is whenever it, in they the, is go it in into the antique, the antique shop? shop to find Duke okay. Kaboom. All right, I'll um, have to look out for that. Like, as they're like panning, as they're like walking through the pinball machine or the arcade yeah. machine or whatever it was. In the very corner, holy shit! I was right. That was Ponda Baba. Oh Where's man, that, Ponda Baba. I normally just say the Aqualish. I'm so. Who's proud the of other myself. guy in there? Doctor Doctor Evazine. No, 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 no. The guy with the cups. There was like one with hand. Or no, that was a fuck up by the the, the retcon. The, sorry, never the, mind. The bartender. No, the, there's the other Aqualish who had like the flipper hands. Oh, I don't remember. But wasn't it Ponda? He had, but like they make it yeah. like when they cut to his hand, it's a clawed hand, which yeah. is like a fuck up of the movie. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, no, they're like yeah. panning across, and like there's like a bunch of toys partying inside of like a arcade machine, and then you see like the old like giant shouldered Kenner Ben Kenobi <laughs> like shoot the lightsaber out of his fist and like sever Ponda Baba's arm. Uh, it's so funny. Oh, wow. It's a total blink and you miss it and I caught it by accident. Like I was just scanning the room right. trying yeah, to I see if there would be like another Pixar that. Easter egg yeah. and found old Ben Kenobi and I was very happy yeah. with myself. Yeah, I didn't see that. I was just more more uh, just looking at the film as a whole and trying not to lose it half the time. I just yeah. for just a split second here, I'd like to uh, acknowledge the fact that this Google image comes from eBay.com and it's called Star Wars Vintage Walrus Man Ponda Baba Action Figure Kenner nineteen seventy eight. Walrus Man was what he was referred to originally. Like they called the Aqualish Walrus Man. They called the Ithorians Hammerheads. Yeah, my dad had a hammerhead. My dad, his favorite was, uh, yeah. Mama. Yeah, yeah, like Yak Face is like the guy who's like jabbing at Luke to jump off the sail barge. Like all of these species <laughs> eventually got names, but, but Kenner now, packaged them as hammerheads were the Ithorians and shit like that. But they, I don't think they ever came out with a Deveronian, the 
you know, the Devil yeah. Man. I don't think they ever came with an action figure for him. Just kind of weird. I mean, at the time, probably not, because that's probably a weird mold to make. <laughs> but anyway, too many here, out. kids, Satan. Too many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're trying to do that action figure. It's just like here. Yeah, here's Lucifer. <laughs> you got Luke. You got Han. You got Leia, and you got fucking Lucifer. Dude, uh, yes. <laughs> Anyway, uh, oh, you can tell this is going to be a hell of a ride of a show it's today. Fun. Uh, Mike, it always is. Mike, tell us about your vacation. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, I was able to go to the Outer Banks. Uh, you know, I thought you were about to waves. say the Outer Rim. What? <laughs> Jeez, I'm not going to lie. I thought yeah, you were about to say. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but basically, I mean, that's how it felt. I was able to get away from everything. Yeah, I went with my uh, my aunt's family and her two kids and i would like just go out and swim into the beach like where I, my feet couldn't be the water and i was like taking in the energy to my body you know from the waves and it was good i also got to like run around the sand dunes down there and like chant the adon uh yeah it was a, it was a great time i got to go to like a nice. gem stop shop from my childhood called michael's gems and glass store which was fun got more rocks yeah it was a great time i love that for you um <laughs> <laughs> it was like the uh, uh, I got a rock from like the Charlie Brown Halloween, but like you were actually happy. It was like I got a rock. I got a rock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got a jar of jam. I love that. Uh, that I'll, go, I'll go next because I know Spencer is going to have the most entertaining uh, slice of life here uh, using the Hall of Heroes lingo right now, but um, same thing. I saw Men in Black International. And Toy Story 4. I enjoyed MIB 4. It was not amazing. Um, it, it, it It's going to be really hard to ever top the first MIB. You know, simply put, that was lightning in a bottle and each one gets slightly more generic. It was a lot yeah. of fun though. And I really enjoyed MIB uh, International. Hopefully I'm, I'd be perfectly okay with them doing another one. Obviously we talked about Toy Story 4. Got to see Titanic uh Yesterday at the lamp. Sail on, sail on, I want to know why you went to Pee Wee Herman for this. Wow. I want to know why you went. We're going to do Titanic the musical starring Pee Wee fucking Herman. Um, come meet him at Steel City Con. And you come to see us. Special <laughs> Very special guests. He's going to yeah, Come do wow. yoga with fucking Pee Wee Herman. Um, so there's that. But. Uh, no, yeah, I got to see that. And actually, fun th- fun fact, you weren't in Titanic with us, unfortunately. Uh, our old uh, theater director, uh, Mr. Slash Dr. Dan Crack. God is King? He, is he, he now? Have you he forgotten was, he his played title? Guggenheim. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, like, he got it? Like, I'm not he, sure if he did or not yet. I'm not oh, sure if he did or not yet, yet but... Just for um, the sake of courtesy. Yeah, just to cover my bases, he played uh, Benjamin Guggenheim. Nice. Oh, his it was doc- really fun. His doc- oh, yeah. He might be a. I'm not sure if he's a doctor quite yet. Let's give it to him, Doctor. Yeah, hey, let's assume yeah. Doctor Daniel Crack, God King Crack, God King you, Crack was yeah. my uh, title I bestowed upon him. That you know, everyone just call everyone called him Crack Daddy for a while, and then I tried to like go in with like a two chains reference and tried to get people to start calling him Krenak. Spencer was the only one who jumped on that. Wait, you mean like for Krenak? 
No, Krinak. No. Like, like there was a two chain song where he's like, "I got crack, I got Krinak," and I was like, oh, "Let's call him Krinak." Oh, and like, I thought it was the oh. funniest thing ever. And Spencer was like, "Hey, I'll call him Krinak. What the fuck?" And then everyone was like, "Stop saying Krinak. No one thinks it's funny." <laughs> <laughs> that is how people from Late Trove talk. Yeah, not even wrong. So yeah, that, other than that, uh, and then obviously, I tried to have an episode out for you guys last week, and um. Uh, what as Jules Winfield would put it, there was some divine intervention. Then that episode didn't come out. Uh, that's all we'll say. That's all we'll say. <clears throat> uh, anyway. Leave it at that. But uh, Spencer, please entertain the people with your slice of life, because between the very beginning of your bike trip to the story you just told, it sounded like it was a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, I told just, them exactly the first part about the fire hydrant, exactly the way you told me. I don't remember how I told you. How you... Just the way you described the scene. Um, okay, sure. Uh, so, I spent eight days biking the Erie Canal. Yeah, okay, haha, you can't ride a bike on the water, but, you know, there's paths, okay? It's either on the on a path next to the canal or on a road. But me and a bunch of my family members biked the Erie Canal from Buffalo to Albany, New York. Anyway, it is day one of the bike trip. We have not even cleared downtown Buffalo yet. We are four miles into this thing. And I'm coming to like an intersection and I look across the intersection. There's a car that stopped. This guy's getting out. He's screaming something at me like as if, you know, go back, go back, you know, like waving his arm, go back. And I can't hear what he's saying because it's in the like, rush hour traffic and i think he's saying you missed the trail turn around that was it you just passed it that's what i think he says and so i turn around and as i'm biking backward my sister Haley bikes up and says dad got really hurt nobody really knows what happened quite yet but he crashed his bike and he's in bad shape so i go back my dad okay so there's this fire hydrant and my dad's bike is kind of like comically on its side with one tire still spinning like the whole shebang that's what you were saying that he like comically like yoinked over yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i i like to like say cartoonishly I, a fire hydrant it. attacked my dad um and he went you know uh that bastard head over head the over, fire hydrant not your father oh right he went like head over Mr. heels a lovely on, man. over this fire hydrant crashed his bike Got up, as he describes it, he got up and is, like, trying to get his stuff out of the street. And he, like, his arm's hurting really bad. So he reaches down to get his arm, and it's not there. And so he reaches down further, and it's not there. And he's like, ah, where's my arm? And it was really seriously broken. But whenever I found him, I thought he hit his head and might be, like, actually experiencing some permanent brain damage. Because I find him... Laying down next to a guardrail, like cradling his arm, and he's talking really loudly, like ah, ah like making some nonsensical yeah. noise. You can't tell if it's like he's hurt his head or if it's just it's like like pain. Like yeah. I'm in pain and I'm trying to like stimulate myself beyond the pain. Right, and so I come up with like, okay, he might have hit his head, might have a concussion, maybe is going to be, That's you know, scary shit. really, you know, brain damage. But I go up to him and my suspicions were totally confirmed when the first thing he says to me is, Spencer, I need you to go pick up all my pieces. <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> um, 
Dad, how many fingers are on my hand? And I like hold up my hand. He's like, there are five fingers. I'm not crazy. I just need you to pick up my pieces. And I still can't figure out what the hell he's talking about. Wow. It turns out. Connor, what? It turns out the reason why he hit the fire hydrant was because he saw what looked like a trail, whipped out his phone to look at the trail map, wasn't paying attention, hit the fire hydrant, went down. What you also need to know about my dad is on the handlebars of his bicycle, he usually keeps uh, an odometer, like the little thing that keeps track of how fast and how far you're going, and an actual GPS, like mounted on his handlebars. And what he meant by pick up my pieces are... It's like the gear. Like, my bike fell in the street. Make sure that you have all the pieces that fell off of my bicycle, like his reading glasses that were that have like a little wow. rearview mirror on them. He looks totally legit whenever he doesn't have a brain. That on. is bitching. I love uh, that. But like what he meant was make sure that like all my things are accounted for. I thought he was nuts. So anyway, he gets patched up, taken in the ambulance, and he's got his arm like in a sling, really badly broken, needed screws and plates and stuff. Oh, but shit. My dad tells me this story this afternoon. He went to go visit my grandfather in a care facility. Uh, my grandpa has a strange kind of dementia that not only along, along with memory loss, he just kind of loses it and he doesn't know what he's talking about most of the time. Uh, but my dad goes and visits him every week and he goes in with his arm in a sling and we're fresh off the bike trip. So, you know, everybody's looking a little slim. And he walks in there and he's talking with my grandpa and my dad says to his dad, he's like, hey, dad, do you notice anything different about me? And grandpa looks at him and he's just kind of thinking, he says, you lost weight. And I says, yeah, I did. Thanks for noticing. Have you noticed anything else? And he like puts his cast arm My up on the table. My favorite thing about whenever you do Whoa. your dad is that like, and Connor, you haven't experienced this. And most of the people listening to this haven't. Everyone in this room, however, has. Is that like, aside from the fact that you cannot replicate his voice, you get his intonation and pitch <laughs> and everything so hilariously <laughs> perfect. Like, I can hear him saying it. That's the sidebar. Continue. I'm sorry. So Grandpa's like, hey, you lost weight. He said, yeah, thanks for noticing. Have you noticed anything else? And he, like, puts his arm that's in a cast up on the table in front of him. Like, they're four feet away. He's like... Do you notice anything else? And Grandpa, he sits there and he's, he's looking at him. You got a haircut. Dad says, yes, I got a haircut. Have you noticed anything else? And then finally Grandpa says, hey, wait, you broke your arm. <laughs> it's like the most obvious <laughs> one. But hey, you know, Grandpa wrong. noticed. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, that's great. It's just funny. But that's anyway. a human moment. So, yeah, um, it's a very human humor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> You can't write this stuff. It just yeah. that, that's exactly. like out of movie. Really, you hit it on the yeah. head. It's beautiful. It's it's just beautiful for for a guy who's out of his mind most of the time. You can't you, like he can't write humor like that. No. But anyway, and then, you know, and in the end, it's it's it's, it's legitimately funny. Like the whole funny, like yeah. you know, like you know, walk in with a cast. It's it's you know, that's <laughs> it's it's classic. It's classic comedy. You know. But um, yeah, the bike trip was a good time. I'm yeah. glad to be home though. My I still experience lactic acid buildup when I climb stairs and whatnot. Oh. But anyway. Damn. Well, hey, 
That is the price you pay for uh, not being a fat bastard like me. <laughs> um, you laughed a little too hard, Connor. You, yeah. you laughed a little too hard at that, Connor. I'm <laughs> kind of offended. I'm just playing with you, buddy. Um, dun, dun, dun. So moving actually into the news, because this is a Star Wars podcast. Right, of course. Um, I'm going to take this first story since comic books are kind of my beat. Um, we got a first look at some of the Age of Resistance comics. Uh, we got a look at the cover art and uh, plot synopses for uh, the first few issues of Age of Resistance, uh, including – and the, the issues that we got to look at were uh, Supreme Leader Snokes – well, Snokes. Supreme uh, Leader Kylo Ren. You mean Lord Plagueis? Probably, hopefully. Oh, um, God. And not Mace Windu, Spencer. Mace Windu? No, it's not Mace Windu. And – I don't think we should be talking about that anymore. <laughs> Moving on. In hindsight, uh, Snow, Kylo Ren, Ray, and Rose Tico are going to get their um, uh, going to be the first run of issues here. Uh, it's also there's also going to be a Finn issue, a Poe issue, I believe a Maz Kanata, um, and then there will be like a special issue that'll have like, I think like Snap Wexley and a couple other people are in the special issue, yes. but just like the other Age of Comics, um, I'll loan them to you guys if you want to check them out. They're really good. I have the full Age of Republic series, and then I'm gonna wait until all of Age of Rebellion is out, and then I'm gonna get all of them, and then do like one massive review, and figure out if I like doing like individual reviews or not. Also, for anyone listening, that's why there hasn't been that many Age of Rebellion reviews is because I'm toying with how I'm going to release the reviews. But moving right along, uh, we're going to get into the art and synopses here for these. First one we got here is Rose Tico's. Uh, her issue is called My Hero. It will be on shelves on September 4th. There goes my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the synopsis reads, Sisters, friends, co-pilots. Growing up, Rose and Paige Tico were everything to each other until the First Order tore their world apart. See the bond between Rose and Paige before it was forever broken. What? What? Oh, oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Let's go back. What are you doing? He's trying to read it. Well, you, Jared's going to read it out loud. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 30 seconds. Whoops. Okay. Uh, I uh, I really like the Snoke stuff uh, that we're about to get into here. Um, the next one is going to be Supreme Leader Snoke's. It'll be on sale on uh, September 11th. And this one is called The Devil's Apprentice, which is already wow. like, <laughs> I love the imagery we're getting into that Snoke is just this evil. Satan. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, Supreme Leader Snoke's brutal training of Kylo Ren begins. Will the sadistic Snoke break his tormented protege, or has he underestimated the son of Han and Leia? <laughs> uh, so that's really promising. And then we have Rays, which would be on sale September 18th. It is called The Search for Skywalker. After <laughs> yeah, You and I are going to have like a Snoke and Palpatine oh, off yeah. at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. we are. Um, yeah. After Han Solo's fall, Rey searched for Luke Skywalker, but before Luke, there was Leia. Witness never-before-seen moments between Rey and General Organa. What will Rey, Chewbacca, and R2-D2 encounter on the way to Leia's missing brother? And then we have the one that I am most excited for, uh, Age of Resistance Kylo Ren, which will be available on September 25th. It is titled A Dynasty of Doom. 
Mm. Anakin Skywalker casts a long shadow. Can Kylo Ren escape his infamous grandfather's reputation, or will he succeed? Or will he succeed where Darth Vader failed? And that is the synopsis for that. So, if the Age of Republic and Age of Rebe- or Age of Republican Rebellion uh, series are anything to go off of, I'm gonna steal the way that um, Alex Damon of Star Wars explained talked about the uh, Age of Republic and Rebellion comics as they read like um, deep dive episodes of Clone Wars. So like the very like one off Clone Wars episodes where it's just following one character going on one journey. It feels and reads like that. So getting to see like Snoke break Ben and, you know, get to see Ray level with and bond with Leia. That that really excites me. Um, I'm really excited to have just like a dedicated story or a story that's just solely dedicated to getting inside of Kylo Ren's mind. That one excites me the most. Um, Connor, I'll pass the buck to you first. What are you what are you thinking about this, bud? Um, I mean, I'm excited for all of it. I think that to me, the Star Wars comics are the best um, best form of storytelling for Star Wars because it combines the length of a novel with the visuals of a film and we don't have to wait like months upon months for them. We have to wait at most like two to three months or so. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but just there's so much that the comics do for me. Like I will say this, the Charles Soul, um, Darth Vader Keep going, Comic Connor. Series. I'm just interrupting you that uh, Michael is over here nodding in agreement while pantomiming smoking a cigar. Uh, nice. Continue. Uh, yeah. For no, those of um, you at home and Connor who's not witnessing the hilarity here. <laughs> like this is like this is how deep the comics have affected me. Um, Charles Soule's um, Vader series actually made Vader a vastly more interesting character to me than all six films ever could. Wait, sorry, like, can you repeat that? Which uh, comics were you referring to? Um, Dark Lord of the Sith. It's called oh. Darth Vader, Dark that, Lord of the Sith, set between now, wait, wait, three wait, wait, and four. Of those. Is, it Darth, is it Darth Vader or is it Darth Vader? Because they kind of screwed up on that. Darth yeah, Vader. What? Darth Vader. Is this the one where he's running around with Dr. Afra, or is this no, the one where no, no, no. this is the new no. one after this the is, new this one is that way takes before that. Revenge of the Sith? Because they, they, they kind of dumb goofed on that. There's like the Darth Vader ones going concurrent to like the well, Skywalker strikes. Well, they have that. Well, that, yeah, because that's how it started. It's the, the titles. It's, well, they, that's what they I'm ended about. that original Darth Vader run, and then they did what was referred to as Darth Vader. Dark Lord of the Sith. Just call it like Dark Lord of the Sith or something, because like I was like I'm at Barnes and Noble and I'm like looking through the comics. I'm like, what the right, fuck? Here, like, here's what? the here's the cheat sheet. If it says it's written by Charles Soule, yeah, that's the one that Connor's referring to, and it is stupendous. Dark, he is Darth, uh, wow, Moman. Lord Moman. I love that man. Is very good. I am very excited for this. Uh, Mike, what are you thinking about the Age of Resistance stuff? Oh, I think this is, like, spectacular. Like, uh, I got the... I remember going and... Uh, what was it? I think it was right before... Right before 8, and then after 8, of course, uh, Last Jedi I'm talking about, I was going to Barnes & Noble a lot, and I was getting these Poe Dameron comic books, which I thought were pretty cool oh, yeah, for the, the most Dameron part. Yeah, Poe Dameron comics are but, good, yeah. But I oh, thought, dude, I, I love thought they were kind of silly at the end, in that, like, okay, spoilers, right? We can do that. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. Like, I haven't read them, but go ahead. Am I allowed? May I yeah. spoil them to you? Yeah. Go. Okay. Well, it's like he goes. It's all about you know Poe trying to find Lor Santeca, right? That's like the whole thing. Oh, and, nice. Like, the end of it is like he finds Lor Santeca, but like Lor doesn't have the Skywalker stuff. But Lor's like, oh, I will find it. And then we would meet again. And it's like, and then S7 happens. I thought that the ending would be like seven, which was kind of stupid. Yeah, then like it would end it was, with him on Jakku. Yeah, it was like dumb in that like they literally went through all this trouble. Like they went through Gracchus the Hut. There was this cool ass bad guy named Terex who was like playing with the First Order, kind of like the Lord Baelish of uh, yeah. of like Star Wars. <laughs> right. But he was like that. They were going through like they were on Narshad. I think no, maybe Narshad. Yeah, they went to Narshad. Did they go to Narshad? Yeah. yeah, you're right. They, they're all over the place, and they finally find Lore, but it's like, he's like, I don't have it. I don't, I don't know what Skywalker is. And it's like, what? It was just kind of silly. It didn't make any sense. Like, yeah. he built this whole thing up. Like, multiple people died. Like, Poe's one great buddy, the Duros dude, uh, Dulo, or Lulo. Yeah, Lulo yeah. died. He was literally a veteran of fucking Endor. Fought at Endor. He dies. And then, like, Lore's like, I don't have it. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? It was just stupid. I don't have it. I like, know you're going out of your way to, like, keep flexing your really I'm good trying. Max Mount Sidow impression. <laughs> Is it good? Okay, thank you. <laughs> to me, she's royalty. <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, like, it Shriad was just... Raven. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to know? Everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, now... Anyway. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, I thought the Poe ones were cool. I love the yeah. dark. Like you said, Connor, I completely agree with you. I think that I'm really excited for these comic books. I'm especially excited for the Snoke stuff. I'm really oh, hoping yeah. our Hugh Hefner, Star Wars dude, like, is Lord Plagueis. I'm praying I on just it. hope I'm we get more info on uh, his, um, on, um, his plans on how he basically made or basically reformed the first order. Yeah. And kind yeah, of like fell and maybe and, and hopefully there's some there's some palpatine stuff in there too. Hopefully. God hopefully, yeah. Stuff in there. Um, oh my god. Oh. Yeah, I I'll be sure to loan both of you guys in case if you're interested in it and I'm pretty sure you would. Age of Republic is really good. Um oh, it is. Is that from I mean, that was from this past year. This past okay. year. And yeah, Age like, of Republic's solid. When are it, we talking? Like, it just cool. the entire prequel era, like the first issue is Qui Gon, and it, and it's just all it's just all oh, a yeah. bunch of one shots. Dude, it's that Qui Gon one like was. Windu, there's a Mace mm. Windu comic. Well, there's right? Mace Windu was in the special. Yeah, there's issue. a mall. Mace Windu was the special issue. And Asajj yeah. Ventress. Yeah, yeah. The special issue was a story about Mace, a story about Ventress, and then there was a story where fucking Captain Rex and Jar Jar Binks team up, and that's a total fucking. Train wreck. It was the only story in Age of Republic that I was like legitimately up. Like are you fucking kidding with. me? Like what the really? fuck are they thinking? That it was my, is, that was a cool so one. Totally bipolar. Oh is, my god. Um, but yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Spencer, your thoughts on Age of Resistance? Looking forward um, to these. Which one are you kind of excited by here? Uh, I mean, I mean, of course, I'm excited to see the Snoke one. Uh, just to to watch some of the the training stuff because. Uh, through comic books and tidbits, I think in the, the Age of Republic mall or some mall comic book going back, we saw something, you know, some some snippets of his training under Sidious. Yeah, and it I was in the that. mall miniseries, yeah. And I enjoy those kind of the themes and 
storylines in comic books and so i'm excited to see that to a lesser extent you know i mean rose tico and the actress uh what's her name killing marie Tran. Tran. i'm not going to try to repeat that but you know they've gotten a lot of flack on social media and stuff being like you know a useless character so they say and hopefully just for the sake of the character itself and for the actress herself there will be some something worth holding on to from the Rose comic book. That's what that's Agreed. all I'm hoping for. Yeah. Aside from the ones that weren't in this one, I guess like I said, there's gonna be a Finn one, a Phasma one, a Hawks one, a Poe one. one. I'm excited for the Poe one. Well no Phasma didn't Phasma got a book. Well yeah, she did get a mini series but she like, got a comic, yeah. Yeah she got like a comic mini series, but like these are just one shots. Oh. Like it, it's it's like one book per person in this series. Yeah. So there will be a Snoke book, a like air issue. It'll be a Snoke issue, a oh, Kylo like not issue. even a full like. It's just a one shot. It's a one and done oh. story. That's like a very yeah. compact. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of fun. I've been saying book. I've been making it sound no, like everyone good. gets well, an ongoing series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm super excited for this. Like I said, the Snoke and uh, Kylo Ren one are the ones that I am incredibly excited for. Uh, moving right along. Uh, oh, here's Daddy. Here comes Daddy. <laughs> I comes Daddy. Uh, oh, there's Daddy. There's Daddy. <laughs> Spencer is the most is the person who has read the most of the Canon Throne books. I'm gonna throw this one to Spencer, but Mike is gonna get first pickings once Spencer's done with this story because <laughs> I know Michael is the biggest Thrawn stan here, but Spencer is the <laughs> most knowledgeable of Canon Thrawn right now. Right. Impressive. Um, so we got Most some impressive. news from Star Wars News Net that at San Diego Comic Con, which will be coming up later uh, next month, yeah. toward the end of July, uh, or no, that's when they go on sale. But anyway, um, San Diego is coming up here in a couple weeks, and we got a news article that an exclusive cover for the third book in the timothy zahn thrawn series uh they will get an exclusive cover and if you have not seen a picture of this it is chilling to look at yeah, it is that's, really that's a good uh, that's a good adjective it is chilling i have a massive hard on for thrawn oh yeah it's, it's like, wallpaper worthy it is oh, wallpaper yeah. worthy oh yeah and I read the first Thrawn book, or I list, I listened to the first Thrawn book, and you mean Heir to the or you no, mean no, the, 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 the new the new canon one, oh, yeah. Okay. And I just like melted beneath the the sheer weight and heat of Thrawn's intellect and his reasoning it's capability. The gravitas of that character, he's, yeah, he's just incredible. His presence is is chilling. It's is awesome. One of the, one of the coolest characters in in all of star wars canon and legends history and i'm glad to see that he's made a resurrection the first book was fabulous i wasn't as big of a fan of the second book but throughout the second book there's this constant lingering tension and you know questioning of whether thrawn is loyal to the empire or to his own people and the Mm. third installment is called thrawn treason and the the exclusive cover art uh, available only at San Diego is this really, like I said, it's chilling, but it's Sinister. awesome. It's like Thrawn sitting in this 
uh, Palpatine style sit and spin chair. Sit and on spin. Kind of like a command <laughs> Robot deck. chicken reference there. Yeah. Get out your chick there, sit and spin. <laughs> so Thrawn is in this sit and spin looking chair and he's got like his fingers poised together in front of his face. Very... Uh, kind of like the Emperor. Kind of like the Emperor, yeah. And he's he's almost lounging in the chair. Yeah. Like he's got his one leg up, but he's still contemplative. Yeah. Contemplative. Sorry. Yeah. And in the background behind him, barely visible, are silhouettes with barely visible blue faces and glowing red eyes. And there's like 10 or 15 of them behind. The article itself reads like this. With only two weeks to go until San Diego Comic-Con, Del Rey is giving Bibliophiles a little glimpse at the convention exclusive cover for Timothy Zahn's upcoming Thrawn Treason. And it looks like the Grand Admiral isn't alone. Looming over his shoulder is a Chiss army poised to help him take over the galaxy. On sale everywhere July 23rd, convention goers will have the opportunity to purchase either the hardcover or audio edition of the latest Star Wars novel. The sequel to last year's Thrawn Alliances, this novel will feature Grand Admiral Thrawn as he crosses paths with director Krennic before the events of Star Wars Rebels finale. For those attending uh, San Diego, the book won't be the only con exclusive. You'll also be gifted an enamel pen featuring Thrawn's own Star Destroyer. Um, It's got like the underbelly chimera pattern on it. I'm looking at the... Picture. Oh, wow. That's really nice. I <laughs> yeah, like that. That's, that's pretty dope. It's a nice collector item. Yep. The, there's there's instructions in here about how to get your own, and it's very exclusive. you got to like go to a booth over here and get a wristband, and then make and then that, that'll ensure that you have one, and you can't buy one of them unless you have this wristband. But all of the exclusive cover uh, copies that are given or, or that are sold at San Diego come signed by the author Timothy Zahn. I'm going to read this book, even if it isn't as good. I I didn't think the second one was quite up to snuff. It didn't quite have what I was looking for. But I'm going to listen to or read the third one anyway, because I just absolutely love the character. Mike, go ahead. Give us your... Well, I think this looks lovely and wonderful. Like uh, I have the first Thrawn book, by the way, also, if you want to borrow that. I need as well. to borrow that. Thank you. It, it is upstairs. I will give it to you before you leave. Did I loan you my Plagueis book? Shit, you did. I know exactly where that is, too. Uh, I'm by sorry, the way. can I have it back? Yes, of course you can. Okay, thank you. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, I think this Thrawn stuff looks like tremendous. I'm really glad that he was retained after the Great uh, Burning. Um, <laughs> the Great Burning? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it's really exciting. I love that they've retained this. Uh, I mean, I love that they, you know, they've got the Chiss in there. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, these guys were scary dudes on the far side of the galaxy. You know, uh, they could never attack first. They were only defensive. But when you attacked first, you know, like you were going to the grave first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's uh, very apt when you're talking about the Chiss as well. Thanks. Um, uh, but... I see. It was just this comic was so. It was just dry. Like, like, can you exit out? Yeah, that one. Oh, the comic. Yeah, it was really dry. But anyway, yeah. Oh, sorry. that is the first Thrawn novel. That is. It's, that, a, it's they did an adaptation of it. Oh, so like if you read oh. that novel, if you read that comic, yeah, I did. Okay, if you maybe can go the, right maybe into the, the novelization's better. 
I, I mean, know, it's Tron, so it, he's going to read better as a novel. In my, yeah. yeah, in my opinion, the audiobook is the way to go. Yeah. Which you could probably pirate on YouTube. Probably. You know? um, yeah, no, I'm really excited for this. Um, last year, they did a really cool uh, alternate cover art for Thrawn Alliances at San Diego. Um, the normal one is like Thrawn standing next to Vader, and the San Diego version for Alliances is young Thrawn standing with uh, Anakin Skywalker. Um, and it's cool because it's like the first time you ever really get to see like Hayden Christensen's body on the Clone Wars outfit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, that really cover nice. was sick. Thrawn's got like a. He's, he's like, got bangs. He's got like a sexy five o'clock shadow. A little bit, I think. Right? No. Light, like, expand. Enhance. Oh, you can do it. Enhance. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a bit in the front. No, that's something. just him having, like, he, the, having very strong cheekbones. You know who needs to play him? If, Benedict like, Cumberbatch. That's what I was fucking in, I man. Was... Yep. I mean, he's got to bulk up. Yeah, I, I not think a little bit. Just a, a he's, bit. He's a scrawny dude. He is, he but he's, he's, he's got to, like, maybe hit some roids. I don't know. No. <laughs> maybe hit some roids. I mean, like, you what know. What about Fastbender? You gotta. Fastbender would do yeah, a good Thrawn. That's not about it. Look at you, fangasting. Yeah, well, he's just, he's just on my mind. I watched an episode he, he of Band looks, of Brothers he was an extra he, in. He looks more like him, but I feel like the shit that Cumberbatch has played, like, he could just effortlessly. No, okay, effortless, here's, effortless, here's like, where I will unilaterally deny Cumberbatch as Thrawn because. Whoa. Star Wars is Thrawn and Star Trek's Khan are already too similar in character type. It would be laughable to have Benedict do both. But J.J. Abrams just directed both it. Star Trek and Star Wars. Even that was like... <laughs> I just can't have it. I, I'm sorry, I can't accept it. I feel it. like he's... Thrawn is Khan. Thrawn. Oh, they even rhyme. Yep. Thrawn. Yep. <laughs> fuck what? For fuck's sake. But anyway, like, he, he, uh, what was I going to say? I feel like Thrawn is con, but less arrogant. Far less arrogant. At least no, they're cut it, from the same it, cloth, yeah. But, it, yeah, even in this, like, he, he's, he's very gentlemanly, you know, and Thrawn? like, yeah. yeah, Thrawn in the in the 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 novel. I mean, I guess the comic book that I read that he, yeah, he, he it's, was, it's the he same was kind story. of like with like Grey Swan. You're, you're a child, yeah. even though I'm, a, I'm an imperial. I'm not going to just fucking slaughter you. Yeah, goodbye. You know, like you know, like, here's a bag of <laughs> here's some silver credits. You know, just just go eat some food. You know, he would yeah. do that. Thrawn would Thrawn would do that. And Night Swan was the guy's name, not Grey Swan. Oh. Um. Anyway, that was me. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this. Connor, your thoughts on the Thrawn Alliance's cover? Um, it looks really good. That's really all I have to say on it. I'm not like as a huge Thrawn fan as you guys are. Uh, I, I get the love for the character. I just never got into him as much. Um, you got to read the book, man. You got to check out the EU stuff. Yeah, yeah. Connor, you would really he like the first these blockaded Coruscants using asteroids with cloaking devices. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. All he's right. a smart dude. Like this will, if you listen to yeah, the, the audio book is one, the way to go. The audio book's definitely the way to go. If you listen to the first book, it will make you feel so small and stupid. Yeah, well, because it's narrated by the guy who plays Throne on Rebels. 
And he's, so he's nice. incredibly chilling, but calm and collected voice. Yeah, he's like he's he's calm. Like he's not. That's what I think is so great about him. He's like he's like a cool imperial. He's like an imperial I'd fight for. I would fight for Thrawn. Yeah, I'd fight for him. Agreed. Yeah, I was, I was telling Spencer before if he was the like, fucking in the first order, man. Like who? Get out the way. Yeah, move, bitch. I did. I got to a point though. Reading this is the last thing I'll say. I got to a point reading or listening to the first Thrawn book where it became really difficult for me to reconvince myself that Thrawn is a bad guy. Yeah. 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 You know? He's so yeah. he's so noble in these Well they also stories. for the most part though, like to be fair about that and like I, I hate the fact that Mr. Imperial uh apologist is going like <laughs> make an argument as to why the Empire isn't that good in the story. <laughs> as if for the most part they're or, I mean, eh. Do with this argument what you will, especially considering it's coming from me. The Empire is mostly dealing with like criminals in the uh, Yes, book. actual criminals, yes. Like it is mostly the Imperial Navy and military acting as some type of martial law yeah. enforcement. Smugglers. Yeah. yeah with the exception pirates. of like the whole Dark Swan yeah. Plot line or Night Swan. I'm never gonna get that fucking name right the first go. But like aside from like the whole Night Swan plot line, which then like evolves into a Rebel Alliance brutal. thing. Yeah. Like aside from that, he's dealing with drug dealers and yeah. you know, trying to crack the code of the Death Star and shit right. like that. So it, it it's fair game. So like he's he is the lesser of two evils, especially when you know his motivations. He's not like a Tarkin or Krennic who's like, I enjoy killing people. Anyway. Um, But moving right along, Connor, you know the drill. We're talking about Jedi Fallen Order. This is all your story, bud. Yep. So if you haven't heard, and I'm so thankful that you haven't heard of it until up to this point, there's this whole controversy on dismemberment in Jedi Fallen Order. And that we will, and that the game will have select dismemberment, as a few of the developers said, where you will be only hacking off droids or spiders' arms and limbs and not humans or stormtroopers. And people are irrationally pissed off about that for some reason. I've seen some comments where people are just say, I'm not going to buy this game. Because of this. And I'm sitting there like, wow, you're going to not buy probably, which is probably going to be one of the best Star Wars games to ever come out in the past, I don't know, 10 years or so, just because you can't cut off some guy's arm. That's yeah. so stupid. L- I don't love it. I just, great argument, dude. That's great. I, well, I just, I, I, it's so dumb. It's, just it's not so the pathetic. It's not the mountain I'm prepared to die on. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's such a stupid thing this to complain Spencer's about. This is Spencer's little bighorn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think that's a mountain you can die on. No. You <laughs> blow it up. <laughs> like, you literally cannot. I will get a bazooka and just blow straight through the mountain. Okay. That's how bad it is. The only thing that genuinely ticked me off was in the video by Tony Wilson in the GameSpot 
article that was like, and actually, throughout the Star Wars movies, there's a surprisingly few number of dismemberments. Really, besides Darth Maul getting cut in half and Luke losing his hand, there's really not much else. And I'm except like, one Ugh. per movie, except for the tri- sequel trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking okay. Magna Guards. Yeah. No, like, no, fuck that. Fuck that. Force Awakens is the only main Star Wars movie that does not have like an explicit dismemberment. Did you say Force Awakens? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I mean, there's a deleted scene where Chewie rips off Uncar Plutt's arms. It was bullshit. They didn't nice. fucking put that in. But, like, that was, it's in the uh, novel, but, like, yeah. the uh, Force Awakens is the only movie where someone doesn't get dismembered. You're right, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, mo- a lot of the guards, a couple of the Praetorian guards get decapitated. Um, so does Django? Well, yeah, Dude, no, the Praetorian guards about, like, get, get like, decapitated the, was awesome. What's that, Connor? You there, bud? Yeah. Okay, oh. we all started talking over you by accident. Yeah, no, no. I was just saying that the Praetorian when when Kylo decapitated that one Praetorian guard in the film. Mm, amazing. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is like, I, like don't get me wrong, and this is going to sound incredibly violent and bloodthirsty. Oh yeah, no. 100%. I love lightsaber dismemberment more than the next guy. Uh. Like you know, like you can ask Spencer. Like the more brutal and just almost comically violent my lightsaber fighters are, the happier that's I am. What a lightsaber <laughs> is it? Fucking cut shit in well, that's half. The thing. That's why George Lucas opted to have droids in the original trilogy. He's like, there's going to be a lot of lightsabers swinging around. And yeah. like, I want to have enemies that like, you don't feel bad when this dude gets cut in half diagonally. So, right. Like, it's yeah. just a bunch of robots. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's fair. Like, Family friendly. Yeah, you know, I can get behind that. Yeah, that's what Steel like Steel Saunders like said verbatim. He's like, "This is why George Lucas used droids so that Jedi could cut them up indiscriminately." Oh yeah, hundred percent. Not bad an eyelash at it. And it looks like we're getting that up. in Fallen Order, and I'm excited. Yeah, and like, and <laughs> yeah, you can cut the Dude, droids apart if, indiscriminately. I just thought of this. What if we fight Magna Guards? I mean, depending on who you end up dealing with, I mean, you yeah. you could do some type. That would be so cool. <laughs> small insurgent. I would get my group. D- I would get ram. destroyed. Yeah, but like, I still though. I mean, personally, I think that this whole select dismemberment is kind of silly. Like, seriously, you're gonna have like a you're gonna have a video game talking about where the main character basically teams up with a fucking terrorist. But like dismembering people, that's that's not that's bad. Well, that's no, but a lot of that though is like going to be like working around really? it with the rating though. Like, rating, yeah, that's, that's what they do. They're bad. No, the rating, like oh, rating. like, like oh. keeping it like a T-rated game that like kids can yeah. still feasibly buy. Teen, teen, oh yeah, you know, like because like, there's no age restriction on teen, it. Yeah, and that's the thing though is like people is. are like, oh, there's no dismemberment. I can only think of one. Star Wars game that has come out in like recent time that has dismemberment that was Force Unleashed 2 but like the dismemberment know. only happened if you like kept hitting someone after they died yeah yeah. Like, I oh even, really most of yeah. the time it was just like a random hand came off or something oh okay you know most most Star Wars dismemberment like games where there's a, dead. I just don't yeah. think people I just don't think some people understand that Star Wars is for all ages and yeah. it, and accessible and should be accessible for all of them, including with the video games. Yeah, like Let, sorry, exactly. you can't cut off a stormtrooper's arm. You don't want your kids seeing that if you're playing the game <laughs> no, and you're like it's called Star Wars. But by that same token, though, Michael and I really do agree with Connor on this. Like 
the game's combat mechanics are already incredibly brutal. Oh yeah, like, you saw 100%. that gameplay where like he like he is brutalizing these stormtroopers. Oh yeah, what I heard. Okay, so, so I'll have to. Stop I just remembered this. Everyone's freaking out over how powerful Cal Kestis really is in. The in Star Wars, in Alex Damon's Star Wars Explained video where he played Fallen Order, that's a huge misconception because he said they set the force meter thing to like unlimited. That's mm. why he was able to do all those cool force powers because, um, in the actual game, it'll like dr- uh, the f- the more you use the force, that meter will drain and you have to recharge it by like killing enemies or whatever. Yeah, like- Oh, so and you'll, so you'll have Jedi. to strategize that's using so very the force. Jedi. Keep murdering people so you can still keep calling on the living force. <laughs> I think. I mean, um, I, I can't. I mean, proud. it's probably it. But like, living force. <laughs> that's how it go. That's that's how it's yeah. gonna go. So you're not gonna be this like you're not gonna be Star Killer. Yeah, and I, and I, I like. And thank that. God I just, for that. Because yeah. I don't want that. I just I, yeah, and I like I said, I understand the whole being hesitant to let the violence get out of control because again like what w- would I like the game to have dismemberments and stuff yes yeah if it yes. was up to me I would I would flip that switch and let that be an option <laughs> that said and I'm pretty sure the studio would like to as well because Probably. if they've implemented it for the droids and for like the alien monster type enemies clearly they had it in the cards for humans your humanoid yeah People like the stormtroopers, like any other like non or any other sentient enemies you cross paths with. This is almost certainly an ESRB thing, because I remember reading yeah. an old Game Informer article before the Force Unleashed two came out, like a thousand years ago, where the people at LucasArts were saying like we had to walk a tight rope hmm. with the way they did dismemberments in Force Unleashed two. That's not so. Wow. I, I, you know, I feel like that's a big part of this is like, I think they would have done Probably. it if they could have, but between how brutal Cal already is and like the way he's ragdolling dudes with the force and like, you know, and again, like I get like the force meter thing. If you can like manage to like scoot the computer that way to Michael, cause he's probably going to read this yeah. one. I mean, if um, we want, we can, just, we can probably think- link the video in this episode. Like somehow, yeah. like on the website, so people watch it and actually get informed on this because, by God, they need to. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's like they wanted to do the whole dismemberment thing, but I don't think they can get away with a T for teen rating. Yeah, um, and still do it with again. Like I think, I think they spent a lot of their violence points on. Um, the way Cal fights. Like, I think oh, yeah, a lot 100%. of the, you know, force pulling dudes into their own blaster bolts. Oh, dude, that was, mm, I want to do that. Body slamming uh, different characters wow. and whatnot. You've already cashed in some of your cachet. Yeah. Um, now, 100%. One sec, just making sure Spencer's computer's charging. Like, I, I just, it's so, I don't know, it's just so funny to see these people freaking the out over this. I think so. Because oh. one of those doesn't work. Is it working? Where's your battery icon? Yeah, where is it? Oh, it's right there. there. Oh, so it should be. There should be another. uh, There should be. This is all the way in here. 
Are we keeping this in the, the final cut? <laughs> yeah, might as well. I mean, it's nothing too terrible. Is it, just keep an eye on it. If the screen starts lighting up, then we'll I mean, this is our last story, so we'll be able to plug it in before we do. This sounds yeah. like Holy it Heroes. should be the one that works. So why the heck isn't it? We'll plug it in in the bigger outlet. This well, is where we almost oh, finished up here. Okay, well, okay, yeah. I'll just sit here. Can you still um, hear me, everyone? Yeah. All right, so we're moving right along. We have Michael uh, read this last story. Um, big news coming out of Lucasfilm. We have a new uh, senior vice president uh, working directly under Kathy Kennedy. If you just want to take yes. it from here and just read the article, bud. So we see Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy has named Michelle Raywan <laughs> as SVP of live action development and production for Lucasfilm. Seems that Rage One is a producer on the upcoming Star Wars Rise of Skywalker and was a co-producer on 2015 Star Wars The Force Awakens and also a co-producer on Bad Robots picks Star Trek Into Dork... Into Dork. Yeah, take that, you Trekkies. <laughs> we don't hawk Trek over here, you Spock suckers. <laughs> I love that movie. And in this scene... Producer on his uh, 2011 movie Super 8, uh, Ray Wan will oversee a new slate of feature films, an episodic series for Lucasfilm and Disney Plus, and continue to produce with Kennedy as Star Wars franchise as the Star Wars franchise is built out. Uh, working with Michelle over the oh, John has a big long ass quote. Well, Michelle. <laughs> Collaborating with writers and directors, and I've been incredibly impressed with Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy is lauding praise, like, you know, with the censor, like, ooh, she's great. Okay. Yeah. And I've been <laughs> I'm laughing at the fact that Spencer realized that his charger, that the part that goes in the wall and then, like, the cord that plugs into the charger itself were disconnected. Dang. The, sound. the outlet's gargling. I thought you were farting. The outlet is gargling. Yeah, you it's said? making like this. Oh, oh. Are you sure that's it, or is that the sound of Connor clicking at his keyboard? Oh, no. We're charging. Oh, no. We're not charging. It's over there. Okay, so I think you should unplug it from that, Spencer. Um, <laughs> not until it catches fire. Okay. How about we don't burn down? See, it's charging. I just gotta hold it like this. Ignore. Oh. oh, oh my god, I can hear it. Okay, <laughs> get it out of there. Okay, all right. Trying to create force lightning over here. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Hey, we're, we're gonna die on the air with Connor having to listen to yeah, the whole okay. thing. We're just, we're just gonna run on fumes here. This is gonna be some. Be some great, not be great content. Um, yeah, <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard the crackling. I thought Connor was typing on his computer, and then I heard, I heard the. And I went, oh <laughs> shit! Like, which I'm pretty sure you can hear in the audio because I can check, hear it over I'll here. Check the yeah, I heard this it. Episode. Maybe he's a baby White Walker. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, wait. I know the importance of building. A I say, team just read the quote from Kathy I'm Kennedy. Working with it's a paramount to our success. There's an exciting momentum building around the future of this franchise, and both myself and the Lucasfilm team look forward to working with Michelle and shaping the future in all areas of story development, from theatrical film development to live action content for Disney Plus. Well, it looks like if she she's a producer on The Force Awakens, I mean, I see, I foretell good things for Rise of Skywalker, so that looks promising. Yeah, um, I mean, hey, if Kathy Kennedy's putting her name behind her, then, you know, she's legit, you know? Yep. That's yeah. That's to it. So, I mean, I, I, we have more Star Wars movies because of Kathleen Kennedy, so, like, I'm not going to argue with her, you know? Like, I don't... <laughs> 
No, nope, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> You're looking at my. You know what I'm thinking. What? You, what? You didn't say anything. No, we were. We had a conversation. We oh, just, yeah, we yeah. just had we a got, conversation yeah, yeah. that, and you were saying like we had more movies with her. Mike, like, call, stop ragging on her. But you, you see, there's more to life than all this. All right. But yeah, it's going to be great. Once again, I have no idea what Mike is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the fun is that like Mike has his own show going on in his head. He's like a slightly more tame Star Wars podcasting version of Gary Busey. Uh, that like, <laughs> what was that thing he kept saying? Which one? His chant. Like, 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 like what, what was that thing he, he said? He's going, yeah! <laughs> yeah! No, fun story for the people at home. Yeah. I don't think well, no, yeah, we haven't talked about our Gary Busey story. Yeah, so yeah. you and I have both crossed paths with Gary Busey at Steel City Comic Con. Yes, sir. I think this is when you, me, and Alexis met Sidious. Or Ian McDonald. Yeah. It was the same yep. weekend. Yep. Like, I was there, too. You, yeah, we were there, too. We weren't there together. We're always, we like, paths. there, yeah, but we, yeah. we always cross paths. It's hilarious. And this time we'll all be at a booth together, which yep. is wild. Um, we, <laughs> we were walking around the con floor. Was it before or after we had met Ian McDermott and Spencer? I think it was after. Okay, because you were still there, because you didn't leave yet. Um, but we were walking around the con floor, and like I was accidentally in the way of and bumped into what just looked like a normal old man, <laughs> and then like I hear uh, Alexis under her breath go, "I think that's Gary Busey," and like I went, "What?" and I turned around, and I like out loud just by you know normal response went, "I'm sorry, sir," and like he turned around and like Gary Busey looked into my soul with those steely <laughs> eyes and went, "Hi," and I was like, "I hope you enjoy the rest of your time in Pittsburgh, Mr. Busey," and he got out of an earshot and I like looked at Spencer and Alexis and went, "I just touched Gary fucking Busey." <laughs> As someone who, uh, uh, keeping by the political ramifications of this show out of the water here, was always a very big fan of The Celebrity Apprentice and very, a very big fan of Gary Busey because of it. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, if you ever want to see something really entertaining, look up the Gary Busey meatloaf hoedown. That's great. Yeah, anyway. that and just like the Gary Busey's greatest hits on Celebrity Apprentice where he's just like walking past... Yeah, touch my fucking dog. I'm the last motherfucker you want to fucking fuck with. <laughs> Actual thing that Meatloaf screamed at Gary just Busey have, over have, him moving his paints. Have hot patootie from Rocky Horror play in the background. <laughs> Blast in the background. But anyway, okay, my Gary Busey story. I was with my dad. We were actually we got we got same the, convention, got same exact convention, same, same day. Ass day. Wow. <laughs> Both of us like had like a freak interaction with Gary Busey. It means something. It has to. But anyway, <laughs> it means something. But anyway, I'm I'm with my dad. Oh my god, Drew Doling, Jesus. Anyway, Chuck I'm... Wendig's body double. <laughs> In case yeah, if someone like me would want to assassinate yeah, him, yeah, I would fact. accidentally kill my yeah. own father. Fun fact: Mike Doling's dad looks exactly like Chuck Wendig. Like wow. they are the same dude. It's kind of terrifying. That's kind of Pretty awesome. sure your dad and Chuck Wendig were separated at birth. You're you damn right. Uh, well, anyway, I'm like at Steel City. I'm in the front. I actually got there so early that my dad and I were the first in line to see, to meet Ian McDermott, and we're in the front. So, like, you know, 
We're at, like, the back entrance of the area. Yeah, so like, we got stuck in line, and Spencer and I are wearing, like, heavy Jedi tunics, like, <laughs> sweating, sweating to death. Like, I mean, <laughs> Spencer, you had the big-ass beard on. Yeah. But, but anyway. I got more comments on that fake, it's more sarcastic <laughs> comments on the fake beard than on my actual outfit. Bunch of dicks. Okay, you anyway. make an excellent Obi-Wan regardless of the beard. Thanks, and I mean, man. Means all, a lot. All right. Well, anyway... So I'm like, I'm with my dad and we're just waiting in line. And then suddenly, you know, like the door, the, 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 the celebrity entrance and exit is like to the right yeah, of us. And like the VIP room. Yeah, yeah. The VIP people are coming in and out all the time, like random dudes. And this one dude with like white hair comes in and, you know, he's got this like snow white hair and these like, I look toward, I'm like, just like looking around, like, you know, just standing around bullshitting. And I'm like, I look towards him and like, he like. Our eyes locked, and they were like these two sapphires. They're some of the most beautiful blue eyes I've ever seen. I hope I meet a girl with eyes that pretty. And like we like, <laughs> and like we locked eyes, and like we made a connection. You know, like I was there, we were there, we were in the one. You know, we were one in together. And like he walked past me, and like the thing was like I. I initiated it, but he, like, followed it. You know, like, he, like, he returned my gaze. So I was like, yeah, yeah, brother. He returned my gaze? Yeah. And I was very happy about it. And later, like, he, he's, like, walking around, and my dad's like, hello, Mr. Busey, in his, like, Drew Doling voice. And, like, he, and then later, he's like, he, he, I can't remember Gary Busey's comment, but it was something like, oh, hey, it might have been something like that. He didn't even say full words. It was just noises. Yeah. That's what he did to me, like, enjoy your time in Pittsburgh. Gary Busey comes back. He's like a Lego like, character. <laughs> later, yeah, later Gary Busey comes back and like, he's like, oh, I, 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 my dad's like, where are you going, Mr. Busey? He's like, I'm going to go take a smoke break. And then like, he leaves. <laughs> and that was my Gary Busey experience. Oh, and fun fact also, I really got to slip this in whenever my first, uh, no, my second convention, I think it was really long. I was going to meet someone rather important who's been in like, who will have been in the entire saga. Anyway, I'm, like, standing in line, you know. I'm wearing this bright orange hoodie, so that's probably why I stood out, why he saw me. I'm just, like, standing around. I'm, like, kind of three-fourths of the way in the back of the line. And this British gentleman goes up to me. Uh, it's Anthony Daniels. And he's like, <laughs> oh, you should have gotten here earlier. You're going to be here for hours. And he looks right dead-ass into me. And I'm like, oh, my but yeah, and so like Anthony Daniels freaking saw me. So Dude, I'm, I'm, can we address yeah. the fact that like, especially after his celebration panel appearance, that like Anthony Daniels, he's has a savage. Started, he has started like believing his own hype in a really, in a really real way. <laughs> like he just like they introduced him for the Rise of Skywalker panel, and he came out and did like a ten minute stand up set, basically. Yes, like he just That's came amazing. out. Yeah. Uh, like, did you remember this, Connor? Yeah. Like, he comes out and just starts, like, making all of these, like, C-3PO jokes and goes, well, I guess you should have listened to him after all. Like, he just would not, like, he was, he was taking pot shots at Han Solo as though, like, Anthony Daniels, the man, was personally offended by Han Solo being a dick to the robot. He was, like, trying to do, like, a Carrie Fisher, God bless her soul, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, I mean, he's good at it. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah. That, it's a wild ride. But, yeah. Oh, it's wild. I love Gary Busey stories. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope we experience many more. I, me too. Um, with that, we're going to wind the show down. 
Uh, thank you guys for listening to this uh, wild tirade that was this episode. Yeah. Uh, Connor, where can the lovely people find you, sir? Um, they can find me on Facebook at defend at defending the Star Wars saga, where I'm an admin, and the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, where I'm also an admin. Um, you can find me on and you can find me on Twitter at Chiquita Banana, and then you can find me at the Dubac Discussion Network. Try and not to drown. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, also, um, also, I real, I totally forgot two things that I did this week. Um, and it was, I was, I went to go see Beetlejuice, uh, the musical. Oh, no way. Um, on Broadway. Super good. I was pleasantly surprised. It was very narratively satisfying. Reminded me of Coraline in a lot of ways. Um, I wrote about it, sent it to TJ, um, and I'm just waiting for it to get published on Dubak. And then the, th- oh, the second thing, yeah, I know. And then the second I'm thing waiting, was, I'm, gonna you, I'm really hoping that that was like audible enough to make it into the audacity uh, thing. Cause I know yeah. he didn't hear you or he did and he just didn't address you, but I really hope you're under the breath. Does everything remind you of Coraline? <laughs> Bro, you yeah, gotta it, talk to my No, it really did remind me of Coraline in a lot of ways. Um, and the other thing was uh, me, my dad, and my sister, we were driving up to somewhere, and my dad asks us if we want to go to a McDonald's really quick to get some beverages. And so I say, sure. And so we say, sure. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm probably going to get a soda. And then I realized they have milkshakes. <laughs> And I got a milkshake solely because of the fact that I could make the there the perfect there will be blood reference. So oh. I was so I happy for that. Milkshake. <laughs> I drink it up. Right, see mm. now now we now we have to have you're talking about milkshakes. Now we have to have Jake Bricker on this show so we can tell my milkshake story. Oh jeez. Oh, so <laughs> But yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, um, that's awesome. That's bud. where the people can find me. Nice, uh, Mike. We gotta. We keep forgetting. We gotta set you up on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm lazy, guys. Uh, Spencer, where can all of the people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Spenceman Cosplays. I'm excited. I still have not solved my midriff problem. We need to. We need to get working on that. Yeah, I'm gonna work on the bat suit but, and um, get you some Under Armour or something. But anyway, um, looking forward to what Wizard World? Yeah, looking forward to Wizard World. Um, so yeah, that's the that's the gist. Stubby, where do they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at okay. We Travis approves. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. At Dark Jedi twenty five fifty two, uh, be sure to follow Spencer and my cosplay group, New Regime Cosplay, and be sure to follow Dubac Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out the other shows in the network: Gore and More, our resident horror podcast, uh, Hall of Heroes, which is also hosted by Spencer and myself, uh, which is our comic book movie news podcast. Check out Jerk the Curtain, which is our wrestling show, Down the Rabbit Hole, which is a whole lot of fun. And a couple other upcoming shows that will be added to the network in the very near future. And be sure to check out our website, www.dobackdiscussion.net. Thank you guys for listening. We are honored that you have joined us. And may the Force be with you. 
When I wake up, I'm thankful I slept through the night. Cause that is the only time I feel alright. Keep my eyes closed so I sleep the sadness away. When I wake up, I'm sure that it won't be the same. All the panic, depression, the hurt and regret Lying to myself, I don't think of death All the ups, all the downs, all the petty concerns My whole world's imploding, I can't find the words Cause the truth is, I'm messed up The truth is that I'm all messed up like you Yeah, we're all messed up, it's true Depression, the hurt and regret Lying to myself, I don't think of death All the ups, all the downs, all the petty concerns My whole world's imploding, I can't find the words Cause the truth is, I'm messed up The truth is that I'm all messed up like you Yeah, we're all messed up, it's true Truth is, they don't hear the words we say Yeah, they all just turn Oh